0: And this is Bladen Frankism, a podcast dedicated to helping arm the community with more of the information necessary to move us forward in a world that seems to be trying its hardest to drag us back to some of the darkest times in our history. The mission of Bladen Frankism is to introduce more voices, perspectives, and experiences into the community dialogue by talking to people that represent various generations, genres, and walks of life. The vision is that each weekly conversation will provide listeners with new information that's relevant to their lives and that inspires them to act on those issues they see affecting their communities. Who knows? One day it could be you, your issue, and our conversation. Let's try to make sense of the world together. Let's provide each other with resources we all need to make it. Let's script our own narrative and stop letting those who don't truly represent us do it. Let's take action. Together. So, as an educator, I can't do this without an objective in mind. So our objective, no, our SMART goal for this and every week is that by the end of today's show, we will all learn something about ourselves and the world as we each see both and take an action step on a personal or collective level that reflects this learning. Now, let's get into it let's warm up. According to the American Music Therapy Association, music therapy is the clinical and evidence-based use of music interventions to accomplish individualized goals within a therapeutic relationship by a credentialed professional who has completed an approved music therapy program. Music therapy interventions can be designed to promote wellness, manage stress, alleviate pain, express feelings, enhance memory, improve communication and promote physical rehabilitation the mission of the American Music Therapy Association is to advance public awareness of the benefits of music therapy and increase access to quality music therapy services in a rapidly changing world I mean I think that is a phenomenal mission right phenomenal I mean using music to heal people supporting endeavors and missions that uh, that 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 use music to heal people right using music to to essentially heal the world right think about that think think about what that means think about how just even 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 the fleeting sound (laughs) you know of a, of a remembered song, (laughs) (laughs) thing, takes you back, right, you know, you hear a chord, a harmony, a beat, a rhythm, and it takes you back, you know, evokes those memories, good and bad, good and bad, you know, sometimes a good lead to bad, ooh, that thing started nice, ooh, didn't end so well, (laughs) Sometimes the bad lead to good. I was down, but look at what happened when I came out, right? Think about, you know, what that what that can mean on a collective level. A collective level, right? Music, music. Excuse me. Uplifting, you know, a community. Music giving a community identity, you know. I just think that we need to make sure that um, we're recognizing um, that you know there there are many different ways uh, that society is enhanced. Um, and although <laughs> every day we watch it become more and more technical. In aspect, uh the, you know, the soft skills, I guess, you know, the, the art of the human of human nature, uh, becomes a, you know, a second hand thought. We, 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 we know that the arts in schools is not important anymore, right? Or at least that's what they'd have us to believe. That's what those who make the decisions want us to think. You know, it's not important to them, at least. <sighs> we won't get into. Damn. Ugh, we won't even get into the background of no. it. But I want to I, I, I want to highlight this and 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 think about this because um, music is important. Music brings communities together. Um uh, unfortunately, um the the hip hop community lost um a very important uh member, uh Nipsey Hussle. I I myself um I I, w- I will not pretend that I was a Nipsey Hussle fan. Um did not know much about the gentleman, um, but I do know that in spite of um, what some may believe about him, because of his surroundings, I do know that he was working very hard to unite his community and to be a role model. Um, and I, I do know he had some he had some like uh, most folks some things to work on, but he had some things that he was doing very well, um, and so. You rest in peace, um, Nipsey, but I highlight that because um, that's an indicator of how important music is to people, what music can do for people, for community, for the world, and we need to continue to champion that effort, uh-huh. all right, and we need to continue to support folks who champion that effort, and so. Um, Moving forward, (laughs) one of those individuals um, is a gentleman that I've known for many, 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 many years. Um, Have not always been close and in constant contact, but we have been connected, I'll say that. So, um, I'm getting ready to uh, listen to our interview with uh, Omar Kashif. Omar Kashif has more than 20 years of entertainment experience, partnerships, collaborations, event production, and artist management. The creator of DC's renowned Black Alley Band, whose existence spans a vast resume including South by Southwest, recordings with Grammy-nominated artists, White House performances, and internationally headlining showcases. The creative, that is Omar, and his successful entrepreneurial pursuits began on the campus of an HBCU. Morgan State University as a promoter of popular parties and excursions. A Florida-born, DC-raised man of the people, Omar has a proven track record of profitable partnerships, successful event execution, and project management. Omar's real skill is his ability to recognize talent, build strong teams, and implement exceptional customer service. Omar is truly a man of the community. No matter the capacity, Omar has a unique ability to help others overcome challenges, set goals, and attain desired results. Here's our interview with Omar, the creative Kashif. All right, we are here um, with Omar Kashif. Omar, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. What's
0: up? What's up with you? Um, Can you uh, tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself?
1: For sure, sure, man. I am Omar Kashif II. Uh, I was raised in Southeast D.C., went to uh, Dunbar Senior High School, Crimson Tide forever, yeah. um, and went to Morgan State University as well. I started my first entertainment company when I was uh, 19 years old, uh, me and a group of friends called SD Entertainment, and I wanted to, at that time, I just wanted to make sure that, you know. I had cranking parties and wanted to raise, wanted to raise enough money to bring uh, backyard and red asses to school. Yep. So <laughs> that was my whole motivation.
0: Hey, uh, you got to start somewhere. Got to prioritize. Gotta
1: yeah, yeah, you know. And, and lo and behold, we were able to uh, bring backyard. You know, like every first semester, and then um, you know doing other events as well, like homecoming parties, and and that just powered. You know, that really just got me really uh, into the entertainment and leisure field. I, 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 I loved it. I'm like, yo, if I could do something where I get to see beautiful women, hear great music and dance and have a couple of drinks and make people smile, I mean, listen, who don't want to spend their life doing that? Oh, I feel um, you on that. I feel
0: you on that. <laughs> so,
1: you know, then, uh, I made it in, i think tell you, I made like 83 times, end up uh, going into marketing because that's, that end up was really what I was doing with the events and stuff. Okay. So, um, from there, I came home and I started working closely with this, with this band called Listen. And was kind of just talking with brand and marketing stuff with them for a while. And um, throwing parties with them as well. And then one day, I just had a dream. Like, you know, I keep doing these things with other groups where I'm not fully benefiting from them. I'm not like a really, you know, integral part of their business. It's just almost like a friend giving some advice, but I see it working. I was, you know, bringing folks out to their events, helping popularize them in the city. You know, based on, you know, uh, my network at the time, and I just felt like, hey, you know, I'm doing this for somebody else. I might as well do this for myself. And then one day, I had a dream. I started this group called Black Alley, Um, and you know, I just started to audition musicians. I switched it around about a couple of times, um, and then you know, I had partnerships, and they wasn't quite working. Now you know we were just learning as we were growing. Right. And I, I brought in my homeboy Cam and, and and Maryland, and both of them really helped us stabilize. And we end up being able to do some amazing things. The band has played South by Southwest festival, North by Northeast in Canada. Uh, we played the White House when Obama was there. We've, um, man, videos and, you know, musical MTV and VH1, uh, you know, Philly, New York, Florida, the A, you know, we've been a few places, done a, a few amazing things, um, especially when I was leading that team. And I was, you know, really excited about it because I just had this tip on my shoulder about, you know, D.C., especially band culture, not being able to reach not having a further reach than what I thought it should have. So, you know, I did my best uh, to lead that crew when I built that. And then uh, in 2017, I transitioned from that, and which was a tough transition because, you know, I'm a risk taker and I do a lot of crazy stuff, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer of, you know, trying to get yourself in the way of opportunities. Right. You know, and I can't do that from sitting at home. So I'm I'm definitely the kind of person that would hear about some event. I don't know how I'm gonna get in. It's happening in New York City. I'm gonna drive up there and try to figure it out.
0: Okay, <laughs> I feel you,
1: I feel you. You know? So, you know, I I definitely my ambition would lead me to take the risk, you know, that, that some people may not take. And a lot of times they worked out for me and other times they don't. Right. But either way, so and, uh, at the end of 2017, I, um, stopped doing artist management, stopped working in official capacity with the band. And I started to work on some other ideas, you know, cause I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, my mind won't shut up. Right? <laughs> so, if you ever been my roommate and i knocked on your door at four o'clock in the morning with a crazy idea, I apologize that you know how I am.
0: So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you know, uh, yeah, so my homeboy, Baki, who was a part of the Cool Kids film crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so 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 they so Cool Kids films shot Black Alley's first music video. Okay. First first two music videos. And I was a big-time fan of the Cool Kids. And, and working through that process, the director, Baki Thomas, um, me and him got real cool in that process. Um, and then later on, at the same time when I was uh, transitioning from the band, he gave me a call. I hadn't talked to him in a while. And he was like, yo, I want to have a meeting with you. So we get up and he's like, listen, you know, if there's anything you want to do outside of the band stuff, I'm I'm trying to do it with you. And that kind of gave me, a, you know, another lane. I was excited because it had been a while since I was back into the event world and right. you know, creating things that I thought, you know, could be significantly important for our culture, and that him coming to me with that was like, I don't know, I don't know. This this, this is like some divine adventure type stuff, because he had no idea what I was going through.
0: It's interesting
1: <laughs> you know, how those things happen, ain't it? It is, it is man. It is. He had no, he had no idea, and I had no idea what he may have been going through. But he thought about me because he like, look, when I worked with you before, I had never seen a team as tight as. As tight as Cool Kids team, and when you came in with your team, that was the first time I had to recognize somebody else around here is tight too. And I was like, "Oh, oh, shit, okay, cool, <laughs> okay, yeah." Go I, I think, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, he was just like, you know, the band. Don't get me wrong, the band is, uh, an amazing talent. But you put the band together, so to me, that says to me, you are, you a talent, you an artist, you know. So I'm like, wow, I hadn't looked at myself like that. Ever before, as an artist or personally, you know, who creates, but right. but when I sat back and thought about it, I'm like, okay, man, I do. That's that is exactly what I do.
0: Right.
1: So. So what we so I ended up, um, you know, just thinking about other stuff. I started looking back through my phone, you know, because I always write in my notes. That's one thing I do. If I have a idea, because I feel like I have a million dollar idea every other second, and then I forget all about it, and mm-hmm. then five years later, I'm like, oh dang.
0: You see somebody else with it, like, hold on, man. Yeah, I, I came thought with that. about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's kinda of what happens to me often. So I write my phone a lot. And what I realized is I there were so many things I had written in my phone mm-hmm. and I, that I had not taken a look at in a long time. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I do have a lot of ideas outside of, you know, the band stuff that I wanted to bring right. to fruition. Right. So now so in 2018, we embarked on our first event together, and it went it went very very well. Um, we ended up doing this event called Speakeasy DC.
0: Yes, sir. I was there. I was there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty pretty cool event.
0: Yes, sir. And
1: and uh, now, crazy enough, we are now the proprietors of the space where we were doing that
0: event. Are you serious? So,
1: Yep, yep, yep. Just Yo,
0: congratulations, two, man. Two, three months ago. Congratulations. You, that is phenomenal. <laughs> that is so dope.
1: Yeah, I, I'm excited. Oh, my God. Okay. So,
0: oh, wow. That's good. Yep, hey, so, man, I am so proud of you. Congratulations.
1: Thank you, thank you. So, yeah, so now we want to turn this into a, you know, event event space and bar. And, um, you know, that's I'm on the grind to learn and work through that as well so i just reached out to the small business association um to, well i reached out last week but we talked today and have a meeting coming up with them soon they're going to help me with some re- research and all that kind of stuff i already got the ideas and concepts down but i just want to keep you know keep building and making sure we're doing things right as we are move forward so oh man that's my next big venture
0: that is that's phenomenal. phenomenal that's phenomenal all right all right well that that was um you know quite the bit of brief intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all good. I mean you went through a lot of things I wanted to um talk about. Um one thing you said that you know really spoke to me is doing things for the culture. Um and you know yeah. I I told you how I feel you know about music as far as as being something that brings the culture together. Um what what like what importance do you think music plays because for me I I I just think it's one of it's very rare nowadays to find things that people agree on, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, right. people rather argue than just say good morning most times. But, you know, All right. for me, it's like a, a, a song can take everybody back. You know what I mean? It can, it can stop a lot. Um, and I feel that way about a couple of things. But, you know, w- what do you think about that? Especially given, you know, um, the unfortunate fact that we woke up to the news about um, Nipsey Hussle this morning.
1: Yeah, man. I, well, one, I mean, music is extremely powerful that's number one you know there's something to be said about uh you know sound waves and their abilities to have a physical presence on your person and when you hear things that feel good to your soul it just automatically can put you in a particular mood or space you know you can remember where you were at a certain time when you've heard a song or something that motivated you to um you know, to, to refocus or even to change your mind or perspective on certain things,
0: right. you know. And I
1: just the trap music that motivates me, like, all right, Omar, you've been eating terrible, you know you old weight, go to the gym, you know what, <laughs> what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, I, got, I, I gotta hear Rick Ross, you know, <laughs> get me up, get me moving,
0: okay. you know what I <laughs> mean?
1: Little Rick. You know oh, ripper, okay. but i but I, I love, but I love like R&B and soul music, right. too, So. You know, most days because I like to chill. That's the kind of vibe I, I'm always on for the most part. You know, I so say some, be- some Beyonce songs. You might hear me riding through. It. Martin Luther King Avenue blasting real loud, and I don't care what nobody thinks.
0: Oh yeah, yes. yeah. I got, I got, I got um, a little glimpse into what you might be riding through <laughs> with your post. Yeah, yeah, I said that's a bit aggressive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: you know that's that's me, man one thing about when you get older you start being more unapologetic about who you are as a person you know what I, I mean?
0: completely agree with you about that <laughs> completely yeah man completely yeah
1: so now music, yeah, music is a very powerful thing it's, it's important you know we've been able to change the world through music you know change our families through music look at Diddy look at MJ look at Z. you know right. what I mean and, right. and I mean and unfortunately with Nipsey Hussle you know when he was why why so sad with Nipsey man because look what he was doing for his community right well I it was Right. Was, that was a very big deal. It was, it was something that I was looking at as like a blueprint. Like, wow, I want to be like this guy. <laughs> you know, yeah. This is something I wish. I, this is the kind of impact I want to
0: have. Right. You know. So. Well, yeah, I would loss. say you are well on your way, especially you know with your recent acquisition. Um, yeah, sure. So that so that leads me into you know thinking about you know the more entrepreneurial side you know of your spirit yeah. um, of your character. Um. How important do you think that aspect of it is? Because just e- even, you know, with I, I, I saw um, a post someone said today, you know, you know, speaking to Nipsey, it's like, you know, people feel a certain way when you when you reach a certain status and you move out of your neighborhood. You know, people take a, a certain view of you. But then when you stay, you know, there are these dangers that lurk. And I don't I don't necessarily think those, you know, it's not danger because of who you are. It may just be danger because that's where you were anyway. You know what I mean? Right, but right right. I, I think i think um i think that's for me one of the most frustrating things when people you know people talk about giving giving back or or you know keep black dollars in the black community people are so so quick to, to leave to go yeah and yeah, and, yeah. and 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 we aren't we don't not i'm not everybody you know but there's not a a, a lot or enough sometimes for me people thinking okay let's really, really keep them within our community so that we can grow our community. So that the things we keep asking for, we don't have to keep asking for. You know what I mean? Right. And so right. What, what role do you think, you know, entrepreneur, entrepreneurs may have a, have in playing?
1: Um... I mean, what the, the truth is, is that entrepreneurship is, I mean, it's key. It's extremely important because we have to become more uh, dependent on our own community on ourselves. You know, we cannot continue to rely on others to do for us. And if we do, then whoever is doing for us gets to dictate how far or what we can actually do and not do. So for me, it's, it, it's, it's important that we start to build economic strength inside of the community so that we can, you know, tell our own stories, move in the way that we want to move, and be able to have more say over what happens with our with our future and our children. So um, entrepreneurship is, is is key and we got to start somewhere, right? So you build with people you can build with. And that's why Nipsey was such, to me, such a great example. Cause he, you know, talk about his storms called marathon. You know, this is something that you can't get to immediately. It has to be a way, right? A way of life. You got to, one step in front of the other, just, you know, keep moving. At a, at a at a pace you can handle and one day you look up and you'll realize when you've made some serious uh some, some some serious impact and and I would love to be able to make you know an impact like that as well.
0: Right. All right. Um so we got a couple of minutes left here. Let me What has been your biggest challenge? Um just in general whether it be with the, the music, the the event planning, the just what has been your biggest challenge? I think
1: uh, being underfunded is always one mm-hmm. one constant challenge. Um, I, I don't come from money, so for the most part, you know, for some reason these people that cut my lights on and allow me to have a cell phone every month, want me to pay them regardless if I have a job or not, if I have right. money. Right, right. Like, for real, right? <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, like, ease up, man. Y'all over there are sitting on stacks, okay? Relax. I'm going to get it to you. <laughs> right. You know, so, you know, so, you know, got to deal with that piece. is one, making sure that you start, to, you know, do the best you can to live under your means, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's one thing. That, that's very, very difficult, you know. So, being being underfunded is definitely you know a challenge, right? Okay. Um, another challenge is that you have to try to you know consistently increase your knowledge base.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: You know, see me, I'm a tactile style learner, so I learn by trial and error. You know, so I, I go in and I and I mess I mess up first, and then be like, that ain't how you do it. You do it like this. Like, oh <laughs> damn, that cost me that was a fifteen thousand dollars mistake. Okay. Oh my! You got to change that, you right. know. What I mean? so, right. You know, and um, so those are those are the main things. Increasing and uh, trying to make sure you increase your knowledge base, and being funded. And another thing too, I would say that's important is co- constantly networking.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, because where I do not have money, I I replace that with elbow grease and relationships. Yes. You know, those are the things that have been the most important in uh, in my journey. And, and to keep going too, you know. I've I've been knocked down many times, but every time I get knocked down, I find a way to get back up. So
0: I feel you. All right, yeah. All right. What has been your proudest moment?
1: Man, that's a good question. You know, probably wants to say I haven't had it yet, but up until this point, I don't know. I've been so man. I've been so blessed with. Just everything that has happened, I would say, in my life, I, I look at it as a, a humble blessing because, like I said, I didn't, I never, I didn't come from, from money. So any opportunity I was able to get for the band or for myself in and, and and, and between those worlds, you know, it was just... I would say one of the proudest ones were... So Black Alley opened for uh, Jill Scott. At Verizon Center, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think it, I
0: think
1: I think it's 2016 or
0: mm-hmm.
1: something like that, yeah. And I just remember, um, you know, we stayed behind for like an hour and just kicked it in Jill Scott's um, dressing room. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she, because you know, the lead singer Casey was like, "Oh my God, you know, thank you, you know, we all I mean, just thank you for this opportunity." You know, you don't know how much this means to us. You know, very humble and excited to be there, and very gracious. And she said, "Listen, I get it, and and, and that's cool and all, but guess what? You wouldn't be here if you ain't deserved to be here." Mm-hmm. And I just like, wow. You know, it's like, like don't, don't sell yourself short. You know what I mean? You you got here because you work, not because I'm doing you a favor, Yes,
0: sir.
1: Like you belong here. You know,
0: okay.
1: and that. That right there was like,
0: yeah. <laughs> <Somebody> <laughs> I, yeah.
1: So, like, who I admire, who I, you know, had a crush on, and who was like the dopest, was like, look here, you good.
0: Okay.
1: You know, so that was just very reassuring in a way. And that, that made me uh, extremely proud. And I also got a chance to take Barack Obama's hand. So, that was a proud moment.
0: <laughs> so, we throw that one in there. <laughs> yeah, let me throw that in there, you know. <laughs> I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little amped over here with for Jilly from Philly when you when you said that. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn, All right. Well, that concludes the uh formal portion of the interview. Now so, for our, our rapid fire questions, I need five numbers from you between one and sixty nine. One and sixty nine. Mm-hmm. All right. So two.
1: Mhm. Uh, ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. 77?
0: No, no. One in 69.
1: Oh, that's right. 30? 30. Um, I mean, that was the best so far. You
0: need one more. Okay. Um, 7. 7. All right. Give me one more between 1 and 26. 1 and
1: 26. Uh. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Let's go with this first set. Two. Hmm. Okay. Ah, cake or pie. Pie. <laughs> pie. What's your favorite?
1: So oddly enough, to me, well, bean pie is my favorite. because I'm a Muslim, so that's just probably going to give that away. Okay. Uh, but then cheesecake is after that. Was also like a pie.
0: It is. So, I, I I wholeheartedly agree <laughs> with you on that one as well. I do yeah, do cheese pie. Good. <laughs> yeah, cheese pie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number seven. What is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten for breakfast that's not a breakfast food?
1: The weirdest thing I've eaten for breakfast that's not a breakfast food. Yep. Oh. I'm not a big time... Well, maybe because I'm sleeping a lot during breakfast. But, <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's go with leftovers. Okay. And so I will say that I've had uh, tips for breakfast. I like Ethiopian food. One of my best friends is Ethiopian, so I had some leftover tips. Okay. uh, And and honey wine for breakfast.
0: Okay. All right. Ten. If you could only, if you could only eat at one restaurant forever, what restaurant would it be?
1: Oh wow. It will probably be Mike's in Annapolis because I'm a blue crab lover.
0: Yes, sir. Okay. So
1: yeah. Okay. I would I could want anything, and if somebody misses blue crabs, I switch you to blue crabs immediately. not my,
0: I'm
1: always gonna move. I'm always gonna move blue crabs. I don't care.
0: All right, number nineteen. What is your favorite book?
1: My favorite book. Right now, I would have to say my homeboy Tom Douglas' book, Slug. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Alright, 30. <clears throat> what Disney or cartoon character were you afraid of as a kid? <laughs> oh,
1: man. What cartoon character was I afraid of as a child? I want to say,
0: oh,
1: man. G.I. I, I. Joe. No, no, that's for the Thundercats.
0: <laughs> you were afraid of the Thundercats somewhere?
1: It wasn't all the Thundercats. It was the mummy joint.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, he was your <laughs> Okay. All right, and our last question. Uh, oh, good one. Who would you want to play you in your life story and who would play one important person in your life? Oh, wow.
1: It's an actor to play me. I think I would get, uh. That is a really good question. Because I really don't know. Hmm. Maybe, see, all right, so maybe I would go with Kevin Hart. Okay, so
0: here is the funny thing. I thought of Kevin Hart, but only after a few other folks came to mind. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay,
1: Who came to
0: mind for you? Well, okay, so first, (laughs) I was just thinking of attitudes. So first who came to my mind was uh, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, wow. And okay. then I thought Chadwick Boseman. Then I thought with well, more of stature, I thought Kevin Hart. Got it. So we can yeah, put them yeah, all yeah. together, though, I dig it.
1: <clears throat> yeah, there you go. in <laughs>
0: boom. I got yeah. you. All right, well, who, who would you want to play somebody important in your life? Who is that important person, and who would you want to play them? Um, I got
1: it. I got most so important people, but I would say something I'm going to make for my like,
0: TV probably be my god brother, Jay. Mm-hmm. So he would be
1: played by, okay, so, and that's the thing, I, I always forget this guy's name, but because they look alike Anna and they intense, they would that's just, this would be shit. So you familiar with The Wire? hmm Right? And what's my man? who was the, um, Stringer Bell's partner, the leader dude.
0: Oh, um, 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 um. Wood? Wood, something. Wood, Wood Harris, yeah. It, it went,
1: so, okay, Wood Harris, but Wood Harris
0: has a brother. Yeah, the, he played on, uh, played on uh, the uh, Law show. Oh, played in, uh, Diary of Mad Black Woman, the husband, yeah. Okay, yeah, him. Yeah. That,
1: yeah. that would be, he would be, uh, he would play my godmother character, for okay.
0: sure. Okay, so Kevin Hart and he oh, interesting, that'd be interesting. I'd watch that movie. Just Legal. from the previews, just
1: from the previews, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that show.
0: I think he played in Boston Legal. Yes, something. that's what
1: it is, Boston Legal.
0: Yep. Uh mm-hmm. huh. I yeah. forget his name. or well, Something Harris. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you, sir. I do appreciate it.
1: Thank you.
0: I do appreciate it. You have uh, anything you want to plug? Before well, we head I out? just you know, hey,
1: listen, if you're interested in following my journey, I would definitely say, uh, check me out on. Instagram at Omar The Underscore Creative, uh, and that's O M A R T H E Underscore Creative C R E A T I V E, and uh stay tuned, man. I'm working, but I'll stop putting it out as I get it complete.
0: So, thank you, sir. I appreciate you, Omar. All good. Thank you for
1: having me. All right. All right,
0: peace. Peace. I want to thank Omar, the creative Kashif, for joining me um, and talking about his life, his endeavors, his motivations. um, uh, Really appreciate um, his perspective and and him lending his time. Y'all should check him out. Let's take a five minute break. Um, I tell all of my guests that, you know, one of my beliefs is that, you know, things like music, food, and sports unite people, right? Um, you know, people, uh, <laughs> you know, you feel good after a win. It don't matter who who's walking down the street. If they got that jersey on, you might want to high-five. You'll smile. you head nod. You know, you know. You go to a restaurant, you know, something, something, something smelling good and sizzling on the plate. Everybody turning, you know. You looking at each other. Everybody smiling. Oh, that look good, you know. <laughs> a concert, man. You, know. you, know, you, you listen to you know, the club, or something, you listen to a song. You know. I mean, things happen everywhere, but uh, I still think that uh, those types of things, are, you know, entertainment, and, and they bring people together. And uh, this has never been more evident in recent history, than uh, with the case of the T-Mobile store, um, the corner of Florida and 7th Northwest. Uh <laughs> Go-go music. Y- y- you have always heard it just blasted from the store, right? Just blasted. That's part of the, the charm, the appeal. That's part of You know what I'm saying? It, that, that it is what it is. Right? The sauce is the sauce. <laughs> and, you know, newly transplanted indi- ind- individuals to the to that neighborhood have, have determined that, you know, it's too much. It's too much. Um, and so, you know, um, apparently the, the, the head honchos of T-Mobile asked the folks to, you know, stop playing the music. Well, no, 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 no. no, no, Hold a moment. Do you know what that music means to us? Do you know what it means? Do you even know what Go-Go is? How about that? How's about it? Do you even know what it means to this city? How's about that? How's about it? So, you know, folks came together. In fact, as, you know, this is, this show is dropping now. You know, Black Alley is actually playing as an event today. Um, so, you know, there, there again music uniting, you know. People just don't understand hmm. what it means to have something that's your own, and that's, that's our. The music. Us. And with all due respect that's that's very rarely paid um to native residents, you know. I'm gonna very very kindly ask <laughs> you know, that you not be so condescending and um dismissive of all Stories and the perspectives and the narratives that are already in place. If not for them, you would not be here. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. But as far as the music, as far as the music, must be the music that turned me on. Must be the music. Me- must be the music. Me- All right. Our five minute break is over. Let's get back to it. So, um, you know, I I, I took a break. Um, It's been a minute since I've posted a show, an episode. The last one I posted was uh, March 13th. Um, And you know um I had plans for Women's History Month you know I had had plans on how I wanted you know the shows to flow and and what I wanted to do and you know I I kind of got locked inside my head you know for various reasons um and you know the the, the the doubt crept in and and the anxiety, and, um, you know, I paused, I froze, you know, creatively. It's not new, you know, I, I've, I've been there before, you know, <laughs> I still have, you know, the same script I've been working on for like 20 years of my life, it seems, and probably more than 20 years, I'm sure it is, um, you know, that, 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 that writer's block um that you know authors talk about you know i get whatever that is in every creative form i have i get that block you know whenever i i i think i'm flowing you know some 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 type of anxiety sets in and and i'm stuck it seems and i feel like i have been in that position (coughs) for the last few weeks but i feel like now i'm i'm coming out of it um I have um, been talking more and saying more and, and, and letting things out more, and um, it is helping. I'm not sure why that change has occurred. I'm not sure why I started doing that. I had an idea a couple of days ago, but I didn't write it down, so I forget what that idea was. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, which is a, which is a, a change that I need to make. You know, I'm, I'm I, I, I I I like to write things down and carry things big on supplies and stuff but you know little tablets you know get messed up and (laughs) that's kind of frustrating and I have my phone and sometimes I memo pad it and sometimes I don't I'm just it's like I'm fighting the technology of the phone while I'm embracing it at the same time it's just difficult but that was a side note um anyway I feel like I'm kind of coming out of uh, my shell or whatever it is I feel like I was in um but um, part of what I have been thinking about is about, you know, the show in and of itself and, and, and kind of, you know, I've, I've been working with the flow and how I want things to go. And I said that in the beginning, you know, it was going to be an ongoing process and it still is. It, 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 it still is. It remains one. Um, so, you know, I'm still kind of tweaking and <laughs> twerking, <laughs> not nah, tweaking things uh, until I get it right. But what, um. will remain is the fact that I am using this um, as a very personal um, pursuit of um, a better mental health status uh, I am uh, I am not afraid of therapy you know I am not afraid of therapy I think therapy is a uh, personally a, a welcome um, Resource <laughs> um, to keep me from doing things that I should not do. Uh, you know, keep me um, balanced. You know, therapy is not easy. Um, therapy is expensive, and scheduling is difficult. If you know for different reasons and trusting people is hard and establishing a relationship under those circumstances and then having to reestablish relationships you know is even harder and so um, as i am trying to figure all of that out i decided that i needed to you know use this as another way um, to help me in that area. Um and again that's another thing I was upfront about in the beginning and so that remains true. I will be, you know, sharing more um talking more, expressing more, um, you know, to help me be a better me. So, some of what I have been um thinking about over these last few weeks or, or what I've been confronted with is affirmations 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 um, everywhere I, 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 I turn it seems that things I am thinking about pursuing or things ideas I am having or things that are um, becoming a, a, a focus point or, or um, important to me um, seem to be represented repeatedly in, in, in other aspects of my life that s- sometimes have things to do with each other and sometimes don't. Um, yesterday I was um, filling out an application um, for a program that I'm interested in and I had to pull up some um, documents that I had worked on, I mean, years ago. Well, not years ago, i say it like that, but at least a few years ago. Um and then we had a pd session at the end of the day and a couple of the activities you know required me to pull up those documents that i had not seen in years and so you know s- things kind of like that have been happening um, you know i have conversations and it's just like whoa i was just thinking about that and hey hey and you know i know that you know that happens a lot you know it happens to folks all the time but um, i have been i turned 45 in january I've always been a marker person and so I feel like I should be at a certain place for some reason. I, you know, I should be farther ahead. I should be doing this. And I know that's not the right mindset to have. And I don't always have that mindset, it's, it's a, but it's always been a challenge for me. You know, I, it's always something I've had to push back on myself on. Um, and so, um, I say that to say that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about you know, these different things I want to do with my life, um, things that I've always wanted to do, but that I now find myself, um, really pressing forward with. And, and part of my challenge is the internal struggle of, 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 having to constantly tell myself, yeah, I know that you should have been already. And then saying, no, maybe you shouldn't have been because if you had been, then you wouldn't know what, you know, you know, it's all of that. It's all of that. And so, um, These affirmations are providing a sense of um, emotional and mental security right now. You know, like, uh, yeah, this is right. Um, this is right. You know, and that's this, that's a this is right, you know, in all transparency on, you know, personal, professional, and academic levels. Uh, taking risks, Omar talked about taking risks and that's what I find myself doing and so that was an affirmation again an affirmation an affirmation Um. so here I am (laughs) revamping renewing reinvigorating myself and hopefully you as well um there's a lot to come there's a lot i'm working on I'm very excited uh, about the different endeavors and i will again be talking about those you know in addition to all of the other things you know that you know we'll be talking about so you know again as it remains blatant frankism will be about, you know, what's going on in our world on many different levels, talking to people that are about helping us think about that, those issues that affect us, and are doing things to um, uplift, you know, the black community and move us forward. As well as, um, again, mental health—not just mine, not just mine, definitely not mine—because I'm not just doing this for me. That's not why I started. It's a benefit, a byproduct. Talking to you all helps me, and it's my hope that eventually you'll start talking to me too. You know, I'm gonna share more of me, and I'm hoping that you'll start sharing you with me. All right. All right, let's start closing this week out. Your homework for this and every week is hashtag do something. Think about what you heard today. What resonates with you? What do you see that makes you want to take a risk? What do you want to create, start, introduce, change in your community? How are you going to uplift your community? Now, what are you doing or what have you done? Tell me about it. As a matter of fact, let me know your thoughts about the show as well. As I said, I'm a teacher. I have an open door policy. Contact me with any questions, comments, or concerns on the web at www.blatantfrankism.com. That's www. Dot the letter B L A T A N T F R A N K I S M. dot com. On YouTube and Facebook. At Bladen Frankism, that's the letter B, L A T A N T, F R A N K I S M. And an email, Twitter, and Instagram at B Frankism, that's the letter B, F R A N K I S M. Email at gmail.com. As for the Powerball, we haven't played in a few weeks, so of course, we didn't win. But our numbers for this week are 2, 7, 10, 19 and 30, and the Powerball is one. If you win, pay it forward or put it back into the community. I want to thank my sponsor, Crafty Nubian Sister. If you're in need of custom creations for your business or group, you know, t shirts, mugs, journals, any other type of uh, specially designed paraphernalia, check out Crafty Nubian Sister on Facebook. That's C-R-A-F-T-E-E-N-U-B-I-A-N-S-I-S-T-A-H. Crafty Nubian Sister on Facebook. Today and always, don't forget to check on somebody. And if you need somebody to check on you, let them know. right, that's it for this week. Get at me. (laughs) you <laughs>